Of the many thoughts attributed to Martin Luther King Jr., there is this one about the power of speaking out. We never truly realize how big of an impact it will make. He said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Dan Kimbrough is a filmmaker, media professional, and educator. And when he teaches, he wants his students to understand the power of speaking out and telling stories. At Misericordia University, he explains. We used to call it an impact video for a local nonprofit where they get a chance to, you know, this nonprofit tell their story and the impact that they're having on their community. And it's amazing. You know, I remember one year there was a student whose sister had a mental disability, and I didn't know this. And the group that they were working with was a group who works with youth with mental disabilities. And so in their reflection paper at the end, he talked about how amazing it was getting to do this service learning project and put to use what he's learning in school to something that is helping of this sort of broader cause outside of just the classroom. And so that's always been important that, you know, when teaching film and film theory and video and all those things that while, yes, it's a means for a job and all these things in this creative outlet, you have the ability to sort of really help people tell and share their story and, and impact others' lives. Dan Kimbrough speaking about the impact, the power of telling our stories, especially through film and video. Kimbrough is the artistic director and curator of Taking Up Space. That's a film festival within the Scranton Fringe Festival that will showcase the works of BIPOC, black, indigenous persons of color, filmmakers. And the festival will take place Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. and Saturday, October 7th at 3.30 and 8 p.m. in People's Security Theater at Lackawanna College in Scranton. We had a chance to speak by phone with Dan Kimbrough about the festival and about how he first came to experience the impact of such storytelling in his life. I actually started in radio and doing audio to begin with and fell in love with documentary and sort of audio as a means of storytelling and ended up getting a, a director assistant working in video and found it as a new way of sort of using it as a means of storytelling, really focusing on documentary. And so it was probably early 2000s. Um, I made my first documentary for Class Project and fell in love with the process to walk myself through a lot of you know what I needed to learn. And from there, just it's mainly been documentary. I've done some short work here and there, but it just it's it's been an amazing time. How did you come to recognize the impact that film can have an impact and make a difference in terms of social justice and the like? Uh, for me, uh, in the early 2000s, I was on the road a lot traveling. I lived a lot of different places around the country. And uh, because of that, I spent a lot of time sort of alone. And so Blockbuster, you know, I lived in Seattle for a little while, and I was that was my evenings were at Blockbuster. And I remember at one point I started in the international film aisle and started in the 80s and would just every night grab two or three different um, DVDs and started watching a lot of foreign film that way, and then eventually started bringing, like, pulling a lot of documentary, things that you don't think, you know, Family Fun Night, let's go out to Blockbuster, and I'm coming back with geopolitical documentaries or films from some small Indian country, and it was amazing to see these stories told by filmmakers who spoke the language and understood the culture, 
and so that it was like watching film but learning it all over again. I mean, we know that Tarantino, you know, his, his film instructor was the video store that he worked in. And for me, that was where I think sort of the, the evolution of the love of it, the idea that it can transport you different places and that you can sort of peek into a culture. And with it just being regular films, not even documentary, you're really sort of seeing a story sort of at a root level of this is how this culture tells this version of the story. Because, you know, there's only so many stories that we tell, but it's flavored so differently and it's just an amazing thing. And that was, I think, what I, the love of it really is a means of learning about other places and being able to sort of travel without leaving your couch. And it would seem like a Fringe Festival and the Scranton Fringe Festival would be a great umbrella for a film festival. And that's what you've been doing. Yes, yes, indeed. When Connor uh, and Liz came to me with the idea of running the film festival sort of underneath Fringe overall uh, was really sort of a no-brainer because Fringe as a whole is this sort of outlet for, you know, those that are on the Fringe and maybe the work isn't perfect yet or it's not finalized and polished or you just had a crazy idea and want to sort of see how it plays. You know, Fringe is amazing for that. And the idea of having a film festival in that sort of larger festival really does give credence to the idea of experimentation and having fun and just sort of let's see what's out there. And I think that, especially for a lot of BIPOC and, and underserved minority groups, a lot of the content that comes out sometimes, there's this weight that it has to have this heavy meaning and tell the story or push an agenda or do these things. And while some of that is in the film festival, a lot of them are just fun stories that just happen to be told by storytellers who look different than a traditional storyteller. And while they may not be the most polished of those things, here's a place that you can at least go and, and, and let people see your work and your vision. And so I think having, you know, having a film festival that highlights underserved populations living in a fringe festival, just it, it's a natural pairing that makes sense. Where do you hold this one, and, and what are the dates first? And then we'll get into what you're showing. Taking Up Space is going to be the weekend of October 6th and 7th. Opening night will be the 8 o'clock on the 6th, and then there's a matinee showing at 3.30 on the 7th, and then another evening showing at 8. It's at the People's Theater and Lackawanna College, and that 3 o'clock showing is a COVID showing, so that's for those who may be in populations um, that need to feel a little safer, so we will require masks at that one. Give us an example or two of what we might see. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's still a small and growing festival, so we've only got five shorts this year, uh, which really works out in the fringe setting anyway. Uh, we have one of the filmmakers, is a very, uh, well, the, one of the writers for one of the films is a young kid. He's about 12 years old. He's a Pennsylvania native. And it's a fun, you know, STEM-oriented story about kids who accidentally make some slime and gain superpowers. And it's a really sort of fun, quirky story, but it's based on the, this book that this 12-year-old wrote. And so it's really cool that he's this young author and entrepreneur and found some, you know, buddy to help him with this film and making and putting a film together. So you see that in there. And then um, there's a film that's this very short, two-and-a-half-minute almost postcard to Burning Man, but it's this uh, African-American male's, his sort of letter to Burning Man and sort of this, and this notion of inclusion and how one of the things that he loves about Burning Man is that it's a place where everyone can go and just sort of be themselves. And so it's a sort of love letter to Burning Man and, you know, much more documentary style. And so there's a wide gamut of what you're going to see. And some of them, again, do sort of tackle head-on some issues of race and racism, and some are just fun and lighthearted stories. Will any of the filmmakers be there when their films are being screened? No, we've tried to get a few of them in, and unfortunately just schedules didn't work out. So that is one of my big goals for next year. I 
want to sort of grow the, the amount of films that are submitted next year and sort of have worked through those things, but also try to start that process earlier to give enough time that hopefully we can do a session with some of the filmmakers if they're local or even have them sort of zoom in and things of that nature. So, Tell us about why you chose Taking Up Space as the title of the film festival. Um, the notion of just that, the idea that I, I think we've gotten to a point when we're dealing with social justice and, and race and, and sort of identity issues that at the end of the day, a lot of groups really just want the ability to take up space, to exist, to be seen sort of authentically as themselves. And so the idea of that's what this film festival is doing, it's giving people space to grow and be seen and be nurtured and get feedback. One of our judges, you know, is an Emmy nominated, three-time Emmy-nominated editor out in Hollywood. And so you're getting feedback from people in this industry. And so not only are you taking space, but you're actually getting seen as well. And that's really what we want to do for people. If we go to the Scranton Fringe website, we can find you mm-hmm. all there, right? Yep, scrantonfringe.org. You can scroll through and it'll show you all the shows that are at this year's festival. I and mean, towards the bottom, since we were at it last weekend, you can click and get your tickets for any of the times. And tickets are free thanks to one of our sponsors. And so all so coming to the showings, you can come and watch the films for free. Dan Kimbrough, the artistic director and curator of Taking Up Space a film festival within the Scranton Fringe Festival that will showcase the works of BIPOC filmmakers. There will be screenings Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. and Saturday, October 7th at 3.30 and 8 p.m. at People's Security Theater at Lackawanna College in downtown Scranton. Admission is free. For more information, on the web, scrantonfringe.org, scrantonfringe.org. Dot org.